Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Welcome home. Today we're going to be talking about developing curiosity in children. And we have found that this is a critical character trait strongly contributing towards uh, leadership development. And uh, it's partly innate. Uh, it's something that we inherit and it comes with us. However, it can also be learned through classical conditioning, meaning uh, the kind of experiences that we have through our environment. Um, the best time to develop this seems to be the age of between uh, one to three years old. That's the critical stage when all children start asking all those why questions. Um, and to explore a little bit uh, about how curiosity can be developed and how it can actually impact the rest of our lives, uh, we have here in the studio with us Datin Nancy Sim Lim. Uh, Datin Nancy is a very experienced HR practitioner with close to about 34 years of commercial experience in real estate, hospitality, management consulting and finance, financial services. She has been a key leader in the insurance sector and has introduced best-in-class practices when the insurance sector was undergoing uh, critical skills shortages in the middle of uh, the 2000s. Um, and the reason that we have her here with us today is because uh, we had a conversation a couple of months back and we know that she personally benefited from uh, developing curiosity from a very young age. Daddy Nancy, welcome to the show. Would you like to talk to us about how you developed uh, curiosity during your childhood? Hi Eva, thank you for inviting me to Lidonomics. Hi everyone, I'm Nancy. Um, well, to answer your question Eva, I grew up in lots of large white spaces, uh, and there was really a lot of room to run around, not only at home, but also in the estate. And playtime was really never dull. On a daily basis, we were continuously having an adventure. Playtime was about creating your own sports, your own game, and finding a new level of excitement. So it could be very basic stuff like uh, collecting firewood, uh, catching spiders, finding a new plant, um, looking for new food to eat, playing games. So that was essentially how my childhood was. Nice. How having this curiosity uh, helped you in your career since, since you started working? I think the curiosity um, developed because on a daily basis, uh, my siblings and I, we had to invent things to do because mom and dad was working. So in establishing those inventions, we would challenge ourselves, not only as an individual, but also as a group, to always find the next best thing. Mm. And there was a lot of fun, there was a lot of challenge, um, and we not only played amongst ourselves, but we also had the neighbor's children uh, to play with. So I think the diversity also helped. We lived in a very mixed neighborhood. You, you mentioned uh, uh, going to your encyclopedias and your books and having reading time at home. Uh, and and you, you also did mention that that's something that stays with you until today, your love of learning, uh, reading, finding out new information, being informed about things that are happening around you. Yes, um, I think by the time I was uh, between the ages of 10 to 12, I had completing reading about two sets of encyclopedia. 
it filled my head with a lot of stories and uh, I think that really helped me. I never really struggled with languages, especially English. Mm. Uh, writing came very easy and later in my career, this helped me in sharpening my instincts for research and always preparing myself way in advance for a day, a challenge at work, or even uh, moving into a new country to uh, provide solutions to my organization. It also helped me in terms of my personal leadership to mentor, mentor my direct reports better uh, and do my work better as a coach. Mm. Uh, I was also able to cover more ground because I had a wide knowledge about lots of things uh, as I became uh, more and more avid reader. And I think the beautiful thing about reading is, you know, when you're a kid, you start off with encyclopedias, then you choose uh, novels of your interests. And then later when you start your career, or when you moved in to do your undergrad degree or your grad degree, you specialize and you begin to fall in love with reading about areas of specialization. Like, for example, it could be history. I enjoy history. It could be philosophy. It could be fashion. Uh, like now, you know, I just spent the last three days reading up about artificial intelligence because there's so many views about AI. And then you find that um, as you enrich yourself uh, in the areas of specialized reading, uh, you really begin to acquire some form of mastery. You, you met many people uh, throughout your career. Um, how much of an advantage would you say that curiosity is for someone joining a workforce? And, and what happens if you don't have that? What, what are the challenges that you would face? I think when you start on your career, um, experience is very important. And I have worked in three to four main industries. Uh, essentially, I've worked in financial services, asset management. I've worked in real estate hospitality, and I've worked in management consulting. I've covered uh, two or three functional roles, um, marketing, I've done a bit of sales, and I've also done uh, human resource in these roles, I've traveled, I've worked across uh, one or two continents and more than 10 countries. I've worked in populous nations like India, China, the Philippines, uh, Vietnam, and Indonesia. So these countries are not only huge, they have an amazing population. And when you go to their main urban cities, you meet people who come from the four corners of their country. So unless you are able to read and understand what happens at the province level, you will never be able to understand things at a much more national level. So I think that curiosity compelled me to really understand the socio-economic, political environment of that country. Like, for example, when I went to India, I would get history books and read about Indian uh, history. I would read up about uh, Hinduism. When I was in Vietnam, I would read about the Vietnam War, for example. I would also read into the uh, previous um, reign of their, of their kings and their queens and so forth. So then you would appreciate the country it is today in the 21st century and how they have evolved into the race they've become. And having that 
uh, acute understanding really helps you to connect with your people. Mm, definitely. What What would you think the challenges are if you don't have that 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 drive to learn? Because it's essentially something that you cannot really cultivate in people uh, later on. It's they either have it or they don't. It's your hunger that led you to do all this reading and find out about all these different countries that you were visiting and their culture. Again, I think it's the environment of your organization. Uh, and I've always said this when I was doing coaching. You know that. Uh, like, for example, sometimes you meet coaches who whine at you or your staff would whine. And I always tell people that try and tap into that ecosystem within your organization. So if you didn't have a curious nature and you were sent to a particular country as an expat to do an assignment or you move to an organization, I think that would be a stumbling block. But if you had the advantage of having... Uh, better uh, information and be able to categorize the kind of uh, information into business intelligence, you will find that you are way ahead of the game and you have a lot of advantage, whether it comes to striking a conversation with a new colleague in a new country or how people in that particular location solve problems or discuss issues. You will be able to have better grasps of their uh, social, cultural, um, what is the word, um, behaviors. Mm. Yeah, and then you will learn to pace yourself when you um, have your face to face uh, discussions as well as talking in a group. Right. Well, what would you suggest to parents? Between one to two years, the baby's brain is really like a sponge. They're very open to the sounds and sight of the new world. It's all about the five senses. Between two to three, the child forms a personality. By the time a child is four, you would notice the child is always more sturdy, uh, in a much more stable position to learn more, and the motor skills are very well developed. Okay, I, I, I want to emphasize a bit on motor skills because... That's how really you coordinate your mind, your, your physical um, movements. So from 1 to 12 years, I find these years very important years to coach your child so that um, they can then build on that particular personality and also learn to do things. Uh, this is where a parent needs to be around for your child and design a structure and find time to condition your child in that particular environment. Uh, that environment could be fun, it could be strict, it could be playful, uh, but it's an environment that you and your child need to negotiate and navigate as you and your child um, help to form that personality. Now, from 12 to 25 years, and I know that um, these are the years, you know, you need to treat your child like a friend, uh, more as an adult, guide, respect, and challenge your child. Be there as a friend to listen and guide them because these are the years when they could get rebellious and when they reach out to their peers. The peers' influence is very strong. So they will understand more intensely about comparison, comparison with the peers. They would also understand competition. So during these years, I think parents need to be a great storyteller. Share your stories with your child, but let them decide the moral of the story at the end of each discussion. Mm. Ask them uh, and teach them the importance of structure, like 
how routine is quite important uh, in daily life so that you can achieve you don't have a, you don't have to achieve like 15 goals in a day but what is the top three things that's very important to you? Is it playtime, uh, watch your favorite movie, finish your homework, help mom with the chores, you know? So the, the important thing about developing your child is as a parent for me primarily, is do you give your child time to access you? Because parenting is about letting your child access you. It's not about going for expensive holidays and so forth. So, Dati Nancy, let me ask you again, how do you develop curiosity in children? I think the love of learning and having a curious mind can only be developed if we as parents really become less distracted. So here are some tips which I use myself. Like, for example, number one, don't spoil your child by having a new hobby each season. Like, you know, when he moves on to standard one, does it mean that every December holidays you do something new? Let them learn things for the first 10,000 hours before moving on to the next. Help them master a skill or an instrument. Um, let them gain confidence and do well. Then they will develop the curiosity to seek for more. Curiosity is in all of us. I think it's a form of intelligence and you must know how to ignite it, make it alive. Then use that curiosity to navigate in areas of interest, help them master it and encourage them on. Be there to rally them on. It could be very simple tasks like gardening, cooking, having a picnic, planning a picnic. Uh, when my child was very young, I allowed him to work in a wet market selling onions and garlic so that he could understand the importance of why wet markets open so early. And all this started when I took him to the market and he asked me as to why do markets open as early as five o'clock in the morning? I think my son today appreciate that experience and it also allowed him to mix with uh, people from all walks of life. He learned how to use the old weighing machine and learn how many ounces they were in a pound. It was an experience that could not be bought with money and all I did was really find a shopkeeper who would allow him to intern at a very young age. Now, if we keep throwing our children with a new hobby each season, they will be jack-of-all-trades and masters of none. So really, curiosity and learning needs a structure. Like, for example, uh, creative people are quite structured in some sense. Develop that structure around your home and neighbourhood so that the, the learning doesn't become tiring. Use what is around you and you need not make parenting stressful. Another example would be a child begins to love food when they go to school and start buying food independently in the canteen. Uh, I plant herbs in my garden and use them to flavor food. So, and then I would take my child for a walk around the garden and tell him what I use to put uh, into the food to make them smell better. So these are just some very basic uh, illustrations, you know, as to how you can tap onto that curious mind and grow it. Definitely, and and I really like your statement on allowing the child to make their own, uh, uh, take away their own lesson out of what it is that you're saying and what you're discussing. Because at the end of the day, it's on them to make their own choices, their own decisions, and to, to draw their own conclusions from around them. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Dati Nancy. Thanks, Eva. I hope that was useful. So that's all about curiosity today. I hope to catch you next time here at home. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM. 
the science of building leaders.